This is Beyond the Brand with Dante Carter, where we go behind the scenes and tell stories about some of today's most dynamic brands, businesses, and the people behind them. So sit back, relax, and listen to Beyond the Brand. Beyond the Brand. What's going on everybody? Dante Carter here with Beyond the Brand on Hits 92.3. I just want y'all to know I'm amped. I'm excited about our guest today. We had a brief conversation. Well, not brief. It was a 96-minute conversation on Friday. and She really spoke some life into a brother. She let me know I need to, to make sure that um, I fired myself in a few areas, or resigned was the word, in a few areas. Um, so that I could be the visionary that I am. And it was just such a powerful conversation. I'm amped up, I'm excited, and I want to introduce you all to C. Nicole Henderson of C. Nicole Henderson and Associates. C. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, it's such a pleasure to be here today and just to be able to share and our conversation blessed me too, so you were not alone in that. Um, Let me... um, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. How you feeling? <laughs> you feeling? <laughs> um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm. You yeah. took it back on us with that one. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But I know you got a lot going on because we got, we got what? We got the conference. Pop yes. Off. Is it this week or next week? Next Saturday. Wow. August 17th. Woo! 2019. It is the National Nonprofit Day. Mm. Yeah. So I, you know, when we talked about this on Friday, I said we gotta, we gotta get into your story, why you are so motivated to work in um, the nonprofit space, and you just fed so much into me when we were having just that initial conversation. But I want to go ahead and jump into that now, and just really get into just what, what inspired you. Um. What inspired me as into nonprofit work? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. You know what's so funny? Uh-huh. I was talking to one of my coaches yesterday. <laughs> and she said, no, for real, this is real talk. Uh-huh. And she said to me, she said, you need to start telling your story. <clears throat> and I said, what Have you story? Been talking to Dante? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what story? And she said, the story of how you got involved in nonprofit work. Mm. And she said, you need to tell that story everywhere. Yeah. And I said, okay, and here your first question is, <laughs> so she's going to love you. Yeah. But no, seriously, I was 17, well, going on 17 years mm-hmm. old, and there was three young guys, and I will always love these guys, uh, that went to college. I think one of them was even at Morehouse. Mm-hmm. They went to college. Most of them, I think, were in Georgia. Came back to our hometown in Little Brunswick, Georgia. Glen County, the Golden Owls. Yeah, I got a shot. <laughs> Ice litter. <laughs> oh, really? Ice litter. Get out! And so, uh, so we are the beach people. <laughs> and so they came home and they decided to start a nonprofit for the youth because oh, wow. there was really nothing, really much there. And so there was a recreation center down the street from my house. We called it the Rec. You know, everybody got yeah. a Rec. And they got these youths together, and it was called the Youth Initiative Project. Wow. And we, we nicknamed it YIP, you know, YIP, Yip Initiative, YIP Incorporated. And one of their board members was Mr. Ron Charity, mm-hmm. who is a phenomenal philanthropist. He's a politician. He professional uh, tennis player. Mm-hmm. He is now going to glory. Mm-hmm. He even taught Arthur Ashe how to play. 
uh, tennis, and so just a phenomenal guy. And he was on our chairman of the board, and he had this pageant called the Mr. and Miss Black Teenage World Pageant. Oh, wow. And so they had a Georgia competition, and I, I was... You slayed it. I, <laughs> I was one of the ones for Georgia, and so I won for Georgia, and wow. my dear friend Billy Gilliard, he was the guy, because it was Mr. and Miss, and he has gone home to glory now, too. Mm. But we went up to North Carolina. I was on a bus ride yeah. by myself. I was so nervous. <laughs> and we were there for nine amazing days. Wow. And so that trip changed my life. So if you have a nonprofit, are you thinking about having a nonprofit and you want to know where you make a difference? That that thing made a difference in my life. And it was a nonprofit. The conference was a nonprofit. And so I won like 10 or 12 scholarships to universities all over the United States. Uh, Bowie University, I remember that was one, uh, Winston-Salem, I mean just so many others. And so it was just really a wonderful experience and we got to meet with corporations that were black owned. We, wow. Mr. Dudley actually sponsored us, we had a private luncheon with him. I mean they just laid it out for us, they yeah. really did. We had etiquette classes while we were there and I mean you name it, walkway classes. <laughs> We had rap sessions at night where we talked about real stuff because one of the participants that was supposed to come, he committed suicide. Oh, wow. And so we talked about that. And then when so many kids made a decision, like they were talking about committing suicide, mm -hmm. and he asked how many of you all thought about it, you should have saw the hands in the room. Yeah. And I'm looking around like, what's wrong with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> y'all should have, y'all got both of y'all parents at home or, you know, stuff like that. And my grandmother raised me. Yeah. And so I made a decision then that when I have children, I'm going to be there for my child. Wow. And I, I was. I have a 22-year-old, and I was there for him. So that started out. So I came working with them. And then when I went to college, I came home, and I were in their summer programs. Mm. And that was the beginning of it. And you just kept rolling from there. Kept rolling from there. And then I was interested in government, and so I started working in city and county government. And while I was doing that, I always started writing. I started writing grants, and I wrote grants for the city and the county and the sheriff's office. I mean, you name it. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Churches. <laughs> you get a grant writer. You get a grant writer. You get a grant writer. Everybody's going to get a grant writer. Yeah. You know, and, so, and then over the years, I just developed the, co the consulting business, and I yeah. used to do A to Z. Mm -hmm. I don't do A to Z anymore. That'll wear you out. Yeah. Uh, doing the whole nine? Yeah. But... And so, you know, one of the things that I was talking about um, before you came in is just how much life I, spe I felt like you spoke into me. Over. I kept bragging about it. You know, I, I even did the, the reenactment of Dante, the Lord has spoke to me. <laughs> There's something in your life that you need to let go of. And I'm like, my life. You know, and I'm doing se whole self-evaluation oh. and self-reflection. And I'm like, man. You know, well, maybe it's some people I don't need to talk to anymore. Let me let me kick them out. But I was just talking about how important it is to have those people in your life that speak to you in that yes. way, because um, there's no way of, of getting to that next level. Whatever your next yes. level is, there's no way of getting there unless you have people in your life who are able to challenge you in those ways. And I, I just I sat back and I could see so much of just when it comes to consulting, how that how it just flows 
um, out of you with with even what you were able to do with me. And I just wanted you to kind of elaborate on that a little bit so people can get a sense of what they're getting at this conference as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I'm so blessed by what you said. That's so beautiful. And I didn't pay you to say that. <laughs> That's because you spoke to my soul. Amen. <laughs> no, seriously, um, the conference is amazing. There are eight powerful speakers mm. um, that will be speaking anything from uh, training and development to you know staffing capacity fundraising growth trust how to create a trust to protect mm -hmm. your family as well as your business yeah um, well, there's a media specialist on there that is an Emmy winner wow. that will be talking about media and television mm -hmm. and how to write your story for your nonprofit and I will be teaching on the giving the biggest given day of the year which is Giving Tuesday yeah and you know as well as some other things about how to leverage your resources because we have to understand that resources are sort of like food yeah but being resourceful mm -hmm. is the muscle yeah so we have to learn to be more resourceful and use our resources in order to leverage those in order to grow and yeah. so it's just a plethora of things we're gonna and then we have a lady that's gonna be talking about social enterprise because i believe that every nonprofit need a business success model yeah for their corporation and not just looking at grants as a way but speaking of grants we have a phenomenal grant writer mm -hmm. that will be teaching on the art of grant writing as well as what a successful nonprofit need to know yeah to be successful so you see what shirt i'm wearing there right i see you superman superman <laughs> but you know i like uh it's so funny because i've got a, a pair of superman socks that i wear so like if i've got a client and they've got a big press conference or something they're doing I, i'll put on my superman socks and, you know just so they know <laughs> But the reason that I got more interested in Superman was when they did the um, that last man to steal. Mm. And they said, oh, you have an S on your chest. And he said, no, it's it's not an S. But in Krypton, this uh, is the symbol of hope. Mm. And I was like, what? I'm going to walk around with a symbol of hope on my chest. Yes. But that's what I hear coming from you. You know, and that's what I was, you know, my other shirt's over here in my bag, and I kind of took it up. I was like, I'm going to wear some hope, and I walk in. But it was, <laughs> that's so I, true. I sit back and I think about the work that you're doing uh, with nonprofits, because you're not, I mean, we're, we're talking about nonprofits, right? We're talking about people who really have a heart for, for their communities and being able to change their communities. Mm -hmm. And so what are, what are some of, maybe, well, you don't have to share some, but what are one of the stories that kind of hit you? you know, the hardest from your, your nonprofit work. And not hard in a bad way, but hard in just, wow, this is why I do it. Oh my gosh, Dante, that's a hard question because there's so many. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, really, really so many. I'll give you an example of one of the speakers that's going to be our keynote speaker that's mm -hmm. going to be talking about social enterprise. She is a survivor of human trafficking. Oh, wow. She was kidnapped at 18. Wow. And she was forced she was forced into um, she was forced into labor, you know, sexual sexual labor. And what happened was when she I don't want to tell her whole story because she's going to tell that story at the conference. I need to be there. Yeah. But she was when they were younger. Which people need to understand about human trafficking, it's not some degraded person or a homeless person or any of that. They go into middle class and now upper class neighborhoods. They're now targeting the elite and the wealthy. And they become part of the neighborhood. Oh wow. 
And so they had groomed these kids for three years. I mean, they had become part of the church. They had become part of the society. And they convinced these parents to let them take their kids on a trip to New York. Mm. And when they went on that trip to New York, they forced them into sex. And told them, if you tell, I'm going to kidnap you. I mean, I'm going to kidnap your parents. Mm. And so when they got back, they didn't tell. But when they got back so many months or time later, I can't remember the exact amount, they came back and kidnapped her. Mm. and several, some few others. And she was in that until she was able to get out. Wow. So she started an organization and now she's an advocate for human trafficking, uh, not only domestically, but also internationally. And she has a program called Join the Switch. Yeah. And so she does all types of programs, but she first started out with a home for women who've come out of human trafficking. And they, she used social enterprise and has not had any grant funding really until recently. Wow. And so now she's getting, you know, these really nice grants being afforded to her. And that's why I want to tell people you can be successful. And even though she didn't have grants through social enterprise, she raised hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to meet the needs of their of their uh, their population that they were serving. Wow. So when you say social enterprise, let's dig into that, right? What is social enterprise? What is that? Um, what comes along with that? What is that exactly? Social enterprise is the same as earned income. I'm okay. gonna give you something you could recognize. Okay. We all recognize it in February. <laughs> what do we buy in February that comes in a box and tastes real good? Chocolate. Girl Scout cookies. Oh, Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Girl Scout cookies is a form of a product yeah. that these girls are selling to the public that's raising over $700 million a year for Girl Scouts. $700 million? $700 Yes. Wow. I'm going to go. They produce over 200 million boxes of cookies at $3.50. So I'm assuming at this point they've got their own little warehouse. They do. Okay. Yeah, they They share with the baker that actually, yeah, yeah. So the percentage is not all theirs, but... That's a lot of cookie money. But I mean, even if it's just because I'm assuming, I don't, so I've never been a scout, but I'm assuming the parent, there's a registration fee and everything for the parents as well, right? Yes, for they do. Children. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. And the, and the volunteers, everybody volunteer, so yeah. there's not really much salaries. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole lot of money. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole lot of money. I'm, you know, I'm just... I'm just trying to figure out where the money going, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, they do questions. a lot. Of, they do a lot of programs and they support different things. But I'm just using that as an. This is not against say anything against Girl Scouts. I'm saying they're a wonderful example of social enterprise, where other people, other nonprofits, and let me tell you another form of it: museums sell tickets, universities sell tuition. Yeah. That's social enterprise. Okay. Well, no, no, it it, it helps because and and this wasn't a knock on them. So soon. Yeah. You know, typically when I when I hear big budgets. <laughs> My mind kind of goes in like accounting mode, and okay, what goes where? And I'm just always trying to figure. That's yeah. just how my mind works. Right. So, but that's why I was asking like seven hundred million dollars. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Girl Scouts are all over the world. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah, I mean, but you will be surprised of what the budgets of museums are. You know, these museums have thirty million, sixty million, over a hundred million dollars yeah. in their budget as museums. So, yeah. and those are nonprofits. Oh wow! So, but what's the what's a thing you gotta understand is when you're doing social enterprise, you have to make sure it's directly related to your mission. Okay. So if if it's directly related to your mission, 
then the funds are tax deductible. Now, I'm not trying to be anybody's accountant, but that's pretty much the rule. Now, you have to give it your accountant as to if every itemized thing is just directly related to your mission. Mm -hmm. But if it's indirect to your mission, then you may be doing what they call unrelated business income. Mm -hmm. And you probably you could be taxed on that because the IRS allows about $1,000 of unrelated business income. And so anything above that, you have to talk with your accountant on how you handle that. But I'm gonna give an example. There's a uh, special needs has a, they work with children with special needs. And it's actually called special needs and it's a storefront. Mm -hmm. So it's a storefront where they make popcorn and the, they also give birthday cakes to any child who's have a birthday and their parents can't afford it. Wow. But they also on the uh, profit side, they make wedding cakes. Wow. And so here you got these two entities running together through social enterprise. You're throwing a whole lot of knowledge at me. Now, I, I did notice um, when I got your um, your bio and everything, I was reading through it, and there were one of the questions on there that talked about millennials' roles in nonprofits. Yes. And I was like, yeah, we probably got a whole lot of millennials listening to us right now. Oh, yes. You know what was so beautiful? I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, my person that's doing my promotions, uh -huh. she said, you know, Nicole, we should reach out to some colleges and invite some university students to come to the conference. I said, you know, you're right. I didn't even think about that. And then she said, my daughter has a friend who's young. Um, she's in college, and she's want to start a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, tell her to contact me. I said, I'll give her a student rate. Oh, wow. So we literally created, like, this student rate for the students to be able to come. Well, I happened to look at my email, and I had a student who graduated from Emory who had emailed me days before, and I didn't even know it. Wow. And she was asking if she could come. She's in public health. Yeah. If she could come to the conference at either, you know, volunteered or discounted rate. And, of course, I called her, and I gave her the student rate. So they both registered yesterday. Wow. And so these young people I have another student that I'm helping get her nonprofit. She's 18 years old. Mm -hmm. um, she's still in high school. This is her senior year. And her nonprofit is Brains, Beauty, and Books. Wow. Because when she was young, she was bullied. Um, she felt like it took her a while to get her comprehension where she needed to be. Her confidence had gotten shot. And now she started her own makeup line. Wow. And so I'm so proud of Rashar. I know my little mommy put it out there. <laughs> um, her brand is Shishar. Shishar. I love that. <laughs> and so, um, and she's combining business with nonprofits. So I really try. I really try to encourage people to look at joint ventures because they can go hand in hand and be able to help each other. And what what impact does that have on them when they do do those joint ventures? What are some of the great impacts and, and results? Well, that you've one seen? of the things people got to understand is it gets back to that unrelated business income. No one owns a nonprofit. It is a public trust. Gotcha. So when you are doing things, if you own a property, like say you wrote a book or you have a product line, mm -hmm. you need to own that. And then you donate it to your nonprofit because if you let the nonprofit own it, then you don't own it. The nonprofit does. And so they dic you know, you'd have, you have different rules on how you can handle it and how you work the money in the back end. But if you own it, you can run it like a business. Mm -hmm. And then you can always donate it to the nonprofit. You were like schooling me over here. I'm like, man, I might start a nonprofit. You, you know, need to. I'm serious. I'm Every losing my hair over here. should have. I'm losing my hair over here. I'm like, <laughs> no hair, don't care. You know, LLC or however you do it on their back end. If either they need to have a nonprofit or they need to service uh, some a nonprofit or yeah. do some type of uh, collaboration together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm over here. I'm supposed to be interviewing you, and I'm over here thinking of a master plan. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, because I'm serious. I'm over here. Like, hmm, what can we do over here? What can we make happen? Well, you can come on the 17th and you'll learn a lot. Mm. Can I get some student rates? Yeah. <laughs> There, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think they should. Yeah. You see, I'm just, I'm endorsing it. <laughs> I'm giving it the Dante Carter seal of approval. Just. Yeah, they just gotta go to everything nonprofits with the s dot eventbrite dot com. Ooh. <laughs> Say it one more time. Everything nonprofits with an s dot eventbrite dot com. I love it. <laughs> um, what is what's one of the things at the conference though that you're really excited about? That when you think about, you're like, I. I'm happy to provide these resources, but I am really excited about this one portion. Um, I have to say the speakers. Mm -hmm. You know, these speakers are just phenomenal. That was the first part that I worked on. Yeah. Before I had a venue, <laughs> before I had anything. I mean, the, this, the, the story from the main speaker that you just shared, yes. I'm like, man, in the suburbs, you know, it's like, you work hard to get out the inner city and into the suburbs and then yes. they gentrify everything, you come back, but yes. you just don't expect certain things to happen. And you know, yes. me being the father of a daughter, I mean, it just kind of helps me to be more aware mm -hmm. because it's just... We have to educate and equip our children young because yeah. they look for, they, they groom them yeah. and they look for children who are, who needs attention, who parents working all the time. Mm. You think, you know, it's good to work, it's good to, you know, to provide for your families, but it's not good to ignore your children. Mm. And so, trust me, there's somebody out there figuring out how they can maximize or, the word not even, take advantage of that. I got a bat in my house. <laughs> and I just, you know what's so funny, every time I look at this bat, I've never been good at baseball. Yes. Never been good at baseball. But there was one time when my grandfather took me out to play, mm. and I hit a home run. That was the only time. Everything, everything else was strike, 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 strike. But I just managed to hit it the right way. And so every time I think about those stories that you just shared, I grab my bat, and I'm mm. just like, it ain't the ball I'm hitting this time. I'm like, mm, home run. Yes, yes. But yeah, you just, know, it's tough. It's one, tough. Of the, one of the, when you talk about the speakers, one of the speakers is talking about money sense. Mm. Because a lot of times when we start a nonprofit, we equate our money thoughts mm -hmm. that we have also to our businesses. Yeah. And so you can't have that in a nonprofit. <laughs> you gotta really exercise that money sense. Yeah. And you gotta really get a have a better understanding of money. And yeah. even out of ask, because I've heard people say, I feel like I'm begging. Well, that's not what you do in a nonprofit. You're not begging. You are speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves. Mm. You are the voice and the and the feet and the hands yeah. for those who cannot ask for themselves. And when you look at it from that point of view, then you're not, it's not about you. Yeah. It's not about us. It's about the people that we're serving. Mm. So you know what I'm asking you to do, right? What? I'm asking you to put your spiritual hat back on. Because <laughs> you know we got to wrap up here in a little bit, but I want you to put your spiritual hat on. Okay. And I want you to give us some words of wisdom. Wow. Let me say, every day is a gift. Mm. That's why we call it the present. Woo! And when you're not mindful of that present, you lose sight of the gift. Mm. And so learn to be more mindful. We'll take better care of ourselves. We'll take better care of the people who we love. 
and we'll take better care of our businesses. Mm -hmm. But we have to be mindful. We have to understand that the present is a gift. You, the, we're not supposed to be looking to the back. That's why the mirror in the front is a big open horizon, and the rear mirror is small mm -hmm. because we're not supposed to be looking backwards. We're supposed to be going forward. Ain't that a word? That's a word. Ain't that a word? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Thank you so much for coming in. Um, I want you to um, remind folks of when the, the conference is, how they can contact you, and it's on you. All right. Well, I am C. Nicole Henderson of C. Nicole Henderson and Associates, and we are hosting the Everything Nonprofits Con 19. And it is going to be at 103 West Atlanta. Yes, I did say we're going to be in style yes. on Saturday, August 17th, 2019, from 9 to 6 p.m. Our keynote speaker is phenomenal. We have eight other additional speakers that will be putting it down. So you want to come get knowledge, training, understanding, development, and learn how your nonprofit can have six and seven figures in its budget. Mm, I want to have six and seven figures in my budget. But until then, I'm going to be grinding all my life. So let's see if we can get this thing rolling with Mr. Nipsey Hustle. Is it rolling? I don't hear it rolling. We're going to play it, though. Uh, there we go. Y'all hear that? <laughs> this is beyond the brain with dante carter well, we go behind the scenes and tell stories about some of today's most dynamic brands, businesses, and the people behind them. So sit back, relax, and listen to Beyond the Brand. Beyond the Brand. Beyond the 